Today on Stuff You Should Know About Therapy, we talk about communication and how to strengthen it. Welcome back, everyone. I want to focus this month's podcast series on various types of communication. This week, we're going to be talking about and focusing on strengthening communication using the cures for the four horsemen that John Gottman talks about. I'm going to be discussing what I feel are three of the most valuable parts of communication. Those being curing the four horsemen, trust, respect, and honesty. Unless we have healthy, open, and honest conversations with individuals, the conversation will not go very far. My absolute favorite couples therapist is a man named John Gottman. If you haven't heard of Gottman, I strongly encourage you to read some of his books or watch some of his videos posted on YouTube. While he is a couples therapist and focuses primarily on couples work, I feel like the tools he talks about can be used in all forms of conversation, regardless if the person we are having the conversation with is a friend, family member, or someone we are in a committed relationship with. One aspect of communication that Gottman talks about is something called the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. These horsemen include criticism, defensiveness, contempt, and stonewalling. All four of these can be a detriment to healthy communication, and most of us, if not all of us, have unfortunately used at least one of these horsemen in a conversation. So what exactly do the horsemen look like, and how can we stop them in our healthy communications? Criticism is when we attack someone on a personal level. Most statements using criticism will use finite words, such as always or never. They may sound something like, you never do what I want to do. All you think about is yourself. Or, you always put work first in life. Your family never takes priority. Statements like these may have some truth to them, but they are taken to such an extreme that we can no longer have a healthy, productive conversation because there is so much contention between those involved. During unhealthy communication, we criticize because we often feel trapped and that the only way to get out of it is to turn it on our partner in such a way that they can't say anything to change our mind. The cure for criticism is something that I have previously talked about. This is using I statements. An I statement consists of using I feel when we are talking about the situation objectively without blame, following a statement of what our needs are. These I statements are a great tool to use in place of criticism. 
an I statement for the previous examples would look something like this. I feel left out when we have date nights. Would it be okay if I picked what we do next time? Or, I feel alone when I go to family events by myself. Can we please go to the next family gathering together? Shifting away from criticism allows conversations to happen without one or more participants getting defensive. Defensiveness, when boiled down to its most basic form, is a way for individuals to protect themselves from others. In the case of communication, defensiveness looks like us turning the situation around to the one attacking us. And just like criticism, the dreaded always and never play a factor in defensiveness. Typically, when communication breaks down and criticism creeps in with an always or never, we fire right back with that same level of finality. Continuing the previous examples, defensiveness might sound something like this. What do you mean I only think of myself? We always end up doing what you want to do, no matter what. Or, I have never put work first. I always go with you to family events. Both of these scenarios are usually followed with the defensive individual saying something along the lines of, Name one time where I... And insert the topic that we are discussing. This can quickly become a downward spiral that can lead to resentment, not only in this particular conversation, but all subsequent conversations that will take place. So what is the cure for defensiveness? It's taking responsibility for our part of the situation no matter how small we may perceive it to be. Taking responsibility can easily diffuse a situation because once we take ownership of our part of the problem and strive to work on it, it cannot be used against us in an attacking manner. The cure in a conversation may look something like this. You're right. I have picked the last few activities we've done. I'll make sure to ask you next time what you would like to do. Or, I have been spending more time at work lately. I'll make sure the next family events are all on my calendar so I know not to overbook myself. Being able to diffuse a conversation that has broken down in a healthy manner will help bring the conversation to a healthy and productive conclusion. Shifting away from defensiveness allows conversations to happen without one or more participants entering into a place of contempt.
contempt, according to Gottman, is the biggest predictor of failed relationships. Contempt is when we make statements that come from a place of superiority or a mindset of, I am holier than thou. Contempt comes in the form of name-calling, insults, blame, and put-downs. Contempt can also be nonverbal as well. For example, a nonverbal form of contempt would look like somebody rolling their eyes after you have made a comment. In a conversation, contempt would look something like this, saying it in a sarcastic voice, Oh goody, I'm so happy that you chose what we are doing again for our date. You are so thoughtful. Or, again, saying in a sarcastic voice, You're working late again? Thank you so much for putting your paycheck above spending time with our family. So what is the cure for contempt? It's building trust, appreciation, respect, and honesty with those individuals we have conversations with. No matter the subject of the conversation, any time contempt enters in, the conversation no longer becomes productive. That's how toxic contempt is. An example for the cure would look something like this. I am sorry you feel like I pick all of our activities. That was not my intent. I was just trying to make one less worry. And I was trying to take something off of your plate. I promise you can choose next time where we go. Or, I'm sorry for spending so much time at work lately. I've been trying to get as much done as possible because I know that we have a big family trip coming up and I don't want to be working during that time. Having these types of dialogue and conversations lets the other person know the reasons behind our actions in an open and honest way. By doing so, we create a healthy environment where these conversations can take place away from resentment. Shifting away from contempt allows conversations to happen without one or more participants stonewalling. Stonewalling is when we shut down completely from the conversation and are no longer paying attention or participating in the conversation. As the name suggests, stonewalling is usually a nonverbal action where the stonewaller is simply quiet for the rest of the conversation, regardless of what is said to them or about them. Unfortunately, this nonverbal action 
typically leads to the other participants in the conversation escalating because they are wanting to get a response from us, which usually leads to more hurtful things being said and more stonewalling to take place. So what is the cure for stonewalling? Taking a break from the conversation to focus on self-care. The goal of any conversation is to stay emotionally connected to those we are communicating with. While in the moment, the cure for stonewalling may seem frustrating, but in the long term, it is vital in making sure we stay out of resentment. So how does this look in a conversation? It's essentially taking a time out in order to refocus and regroup our emotions. It's acknowledging that we are frustrated with how the conversation is going. And before we get to a place of criticism, contempt, or defensiveness, we want to stop and regroup. It may look something like this. I know that we need to talk about this, but right now, I'm just super frustrated. And I know that if we keep going, this conversation is going to end badly. Can we please take an hour to calm down and then come back to this? Now, the important next step is to actually regroup and finish the conversation. Many times we want to simply drop the conversation altogether. This is something that we shouldn't do. We need to take the time allotted as little as 30 minutes or as much as 24 hours to refocus our emotions and use the time to take a step back and focus on what we are truly trying to say. That way, it can be articulated in a more productive way. There will be times when we haven't given ourselves enough of a break. So when we do regroup, it is important to state that up front, that we are needing more time, and then reestablish what the new timeline for the conversation looks like. This is a time where patience will come into play, because more often than not, there will be one individual who is ready to continue the conversation, while the other may need more time. Having an understanding of this will help this downtime be more productive. Shifting away from stonewalling allows conversations to happen without one or more participants entering into resentment. Applying all four cures to the horsemen will ensure that our communications will come from a place of openness and honesty and will strengthen the relationships with those we are conversing with. So, 
What does strengthening communication look like? The answer is simple. It's up to you. I hope that these tips have been helpful for you. If you have any questions about anything that I've discussed today, please feel free to reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And please remember, until next time, that stuff you should know about there.